everybody remembers Derek Bell. Uh, one one eight five. Come on, guys, you're way ahead of yourself. I'm a CJ Stroud fan, but give me a break. He's had one good game. What if he throws three picks this week? I don't care. He's okay, we said that. I said he's the, the 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 speed bumps, the potholes are coming. He's not going to be perfection. I'd love it if he is, but he's not going to be. He's going to make mistakes. But that's part of the maturation and growing process of a kid that's shown you enough to know he has a grasp of the position at this level. Cody with a C, what's the deal with super hot, drastic takes, not usually your style? It's been three weeks, homie, with absolutely zero real pressure. I mean, it depends on how you define pressure. I mean, NFL football games when you're a rookie are pretty pressure-packed. And then if you want to talk about it from like an offensive line point of view, he had 11 sacks through two games, was on pace to shatter David Carr's franchise record. So if you're going to get nitpicky and talk about pressure that he's had to face as a quarterback in terms of pressure in his face, he's seen a lot of it and didn't have any sacks in Week 3. That's some on Stroud. That's obviously a lot on Slowick and the coaching staff. And that's, you know, you have to tip your cap to the offensive line that's doing that as well. We have these... This is like an uh, just like an underlying opinion that I have with almost everything, but especially in sports. We are so conditioned not to act fast with like opinions and with takes. I mean, sports radio, you, you see this, but opinions are like slow moving ships. You get conditioned to believe a certain thing and you're very, very slow to move your thought. Rookie quarterback. Well, we can't say that he's good until week 10. Why not? Like, Joe Burrow looked pretty good. Joe Burrow, if you would have said that he was really good after week three, you would turn out to be right. Same thing with, like, Justin Herbert. I understand that Pat Mahomes didn't play his rookie year, but two to three games into his sophomore season, you're like, dang, this Pat Mahomes guy can play. This guy's going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. So why can't you say that about C.J. Stroud? Like, I feel confident watching him play, seeing the progress he's made from week one to week three, just what he put on film in week three against the defending AFC South champion, and on the road, by the way, behind a patchwork offensive line, a receiver room that he is elevated, and I feel very confident in saying that C.J. Stroud is going to be a top-10 quarterback by this time next year. See, the thing is, is when you watch him, you, look, I'm the one that said the reason why you can talk this way glowingly about him is because, for me personally, I did not see this coming. When he was drafted, I had serious concerns about if and or when he was going to be able to show that he could play in this league at, at a good level, let alone at a very high level. I thought that because of how uh, you know wishy-washy the whole draft class was and how it all played out from the, the last game of the regular season to the, to the entire draft itself, that I had deep concerns about, was this guy the franchise guy? He might be the guy for this year and the next year or two, but I needed to see more, and I had serious doubts that he could be this guy. What I've seen in his development, even just from preseason to right now, is enough to say not only has he gotten better, but he's proven to himself, his teammates, and the rest of the league that he's he's capable of doing what this franchise needs him to do going forward. And the offensive line is a, a completely different yeah. story to where it all starts. It'd be one thing if we remember when we said to Davis Mills, when Davis Mills was a quarterback, let's give him the best chance to succeed. Let's give him every compliment that we can in terms of complimentary skill position players, you know, the offensive line, so that he can make it or break it, but we can figure out who he is by the end of the year. He's got a patchwork offensive line where even guys that you solidified by signing or trading for haven't been available 
And he's looked the way he's looked. That should tell you something. A lot of times in in sports, like we need this overwhelming collection of evidence for us to change our opinions. A lot of times you see it with old players, quite frankly. Like you see an older player and you're like, well, they're they're, they're still good. No, man, in sports it happens this quickly. Like we're an older back or an older offensive lineman or an older corner. They lose it quickly. They lose a step and they go from being a top 25 player at their position to barely hanging on in the league. Look at Julio Jones and his fall off and how quickly his fall off When Zeke was killing it for the Cowboys one minute and the next minute he's fourth down or third down back. Dalvin Cook. Like, it happens fast in sports, but our opinions are slow to change because, one, a lot of people are kind of scared to go on that edge and be like, look, I'm telling you right now, C.J. Stroud's going to be a top-ten quarterback. It's safer to wait four or five weeks where he has this collection of games where it's it's easier to sell, right? Because you're selling it to the people that are listening to you. But look at it this way. Like, what throws are other quarterbacks? And I'm going to keep, like, Pat Mahomes out of this conversation because I'm not putting C.J. Stroud in the same league as Pat Mahomes, as Josh Allen, as Justin Herbert, the, the level that two is playing right now, Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about the bottom half of the top ten, which if you go pull our bottom half of the top ten the other day, if you go, like, the, whenever we did this preseason, we like, we were talking about guys like Deshaun Watson. We were struggling we were talking, to find the, the last couple guys. We, we were talking about, and like, Lamar Jackson, let's put him in the top half of the mm-hmm. top ten. Like, we were... We were saying that there's eight top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, the top ten isn't all that great. Again, it's Deshaun Watson. It's Kirk Cousins. Who else was probably on the border of our top ten? Dak. Dak was on the border of our top ten. So that's what we're talking about with C.J. Stroud. Dak, Deshaun, Kirk Cousins. What throws and what plays are those guys making that C.J. Stroud's not capable of making? And look, it's going to take Stroud a while to do that stuff consistently. It's going to take him a while to do it every single week. But there's nothing that those three guys can do that C.J. Stroud can't do. Well, and the bigger thing, too, is if the biggest knock on him is he doesn't have a quote-unquote cannon... If he just executes the offense the way he's been capable of executing the offense, yep. there are guys open enough and he gets the ball to him in a timely enough manner that he doesn't have to throw it like Josh Allen 80 yards down the field and hope someone can run underneath it and make a hell of a play. He's staying within the concepts of the offense and the confines of the offense and when it's there, he's taking it. And because it's there, he doesn't have to throw it 65 yards between two defenders and take a, and make a risky throw. He makes the right throw. Yep. That's what's important to take away from this. See, I don't think he has a, a cannon. I don't no, think he, he has a howitzer. But he has the arm that can make every single throw on the field. And look. Let's rewind to my quarterback analysis pre-draft because I know a lot of people that hear me talk about quarterbacks, they can't get the stain of Will Levis out of their mind. I fell in love with Will Levis's arm. I fell in love with the cannon, the athlete that Will Levis was. And where I where I failed in the evaluation of C.J. Stroud was intangibles. And it's kind of funny with the whole Martin Maldonado conversation in the city. But C.J. Stroud has touch. C.J. Stroud has layers to his throw. He has incredible anticipation, which is stuff that doesn't – like it's, it's hard to fi- see this stuff on film film, especially whenever you're playing with a really good offense in college. It's why C.J. Stroud has blown me away. Would have never expected this because he had so many dudes mm-hmm. on his offense in college. Like I am surprised by this, but I'm ready to make this leap because I trust my eyes and I trust what I've seen from C.J. Stroud through three games. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He doesn't have an mm-hmm. Allen arm. He doesn't have a Justin Herbert arm. But where he is elite is his accuracy, his ball placement, his anticipation, his touch, how he can lay the throw. And he's so smart. That's he really is. For everybody that was, you know, pointing fingers and, and talking about the 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 S two and and uh, and all the different things where they were like, he might not be the sharpest tool in the in the drawer. Well, guess what? He's showing you 
that is so important as an NFL quarterback. And he's showing you with what he's dealing with, both with the guys he's going out there and playing with and reading play-by-play within each play, reading what he has to read, deciding on what he has to do, reacting on the fly. I can tell you, you can go down the list, and there are so many guys that never get that, never pick it up. I think Baker Mayfield struggles mightily with all of that, and I don't know that he's ever going to get it. The fact that he's three games in and we've seen it on tape and we've heard it when he's at the line to know that he's already getting a firm grasp on it, that's what makes you have the most hope for this. Top 10 potential right now. I think there's really – I went through the whole list just real quick during the break. There's only – I have it as like eight and a half quarterbacks are the, I would take over C.J. Stroud right now for the foreseeable future. Josh Allen, Tua, <laughs> Lamar, Burrow, Lawrence, Mahomes, Herbert, Hurts. My half, because of the way the team is playing, I am fascinated by Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Like, what they've done with Josh Dobbs gives me, like, this ounce of belief that they're going to be able to turn Kyler Murray around and make him the quarterback. super talented. Like, he's super talented. Super athletic. You've talked about that. They're Mm -hmm. playing so good. Like, I'm really curious what, like, Kyler will look like with Gannon and where they're headed. But, like, there's no other quarterback, like, I think you can make an argument for to be in front of him. Like, you're not going to put Geno Smith or – a golf. You're not putting Brock Purdy. Can, like, well, like if Brock, I like if, I like Purdy a lot. I do too. But if CJ Straw was doing this in San Francisco right now, they would be the Super Bowl favorite yeah, Purdy, by a lot. Purdy and Golf might give you a better chance to win the next three games of the 2023 NFL season. But CJ Stroud has ceiling is surpasses them by a it, mile. It, it does. And can I throw this out there for you to you guys to, to to contemplate? Right now, of the list that you just gave me, I think there's an argument to be made that at a certain point in time he will. Uh, supersede uh, Trevor Lawrence and Tua. I heard you're a scoff Tre- from Trevor, one of you. No, I, that was that was to Allen because oh, I, I hate okay. how careless he is with the ball. But he's so talented that he's like in the he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. I just don't trust him to win three big games. It wasn't Tua. Tua Tua's scoff is his health. He's just so damn he, good when he's healthy. Especially Boy, he in really that is. offense. In that offense, it's another level. Um, I lost my train of thought thinking about. I, I asked Tyler. you about Trevor Lawrence. And, and Trevor you, Lawrence is really good. Like watching watching the All Twenty Two today. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is way better than his production in that game. Calvin Ridley, by the way, was atrocious. Two false starts. Yep. He dropped two dropped passes. Two yep. And not only did he drop two passes, but after both drops, he pretended he was hurt. Well, because was one of them the fumble, you mean? No, he, no. he won the one that fumbled. One was in the end zone, wasn't it? One no. was in the yeah, one was in the end zone. I thought he was the now, f- that wasn't the, the one where he like oh. dropped. That was like the Blake Cashman. I don't think Ridley was a fumble. I thought that was another guy. I thought I, that was like Agnew or whatever. I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks podcast today. Bucky, who does the preseason games for Jacksonville, was saying that he thinks that Trevor Lawrence is like in the wrong offense. I could see that. Trevor Lawrence is incredibly talented. And I, I actually was like watching him today. I'm like, this guy's good. Like his ability to like sidestep some pressure. Like I thought he got I thought he got a little unhappy at times, but I don't think he trusts his offense. I, I think CJ could be more accurate. Yeah, it was Agnew who missed the fumble. Uh, CJ could be more accurate. Yeah, than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Now Lawrence has like I think Lawrence is a better athlete, quite frankly. I think he has a stronger arm. But of those attributes, give me accuracy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want from a quarterback. And what Stroud did in game three that was different than games one and two was he was just standing there with a blitz coming and picking the defense apart on man-to-man coverages. And it's like, wow, this is this is wisdom beyond your years. This is maturation development far more than I could expect because my biggest pet peeve with NFL quarterbacks is that they're so athletic. They're like, well, I'm just going to take off and run. A lot of times it's a negative play. Mm -hmm. And like, 
CJ Stroud sitting there like going toe to toe against the blitz and picking it apart. I love watching that. Here's what I see too, because we take Mahomes out of the conversation, but the one thing that Mahomes does, and we've talked about this, is the fact that he makes everybody around him better. When you look at guys, we also talked about when they fall off, they fall off fast. Take a guy like Woods. Look at Robert Woods when he was in Tennessee. Tannehill couldn't make him better. Tannehill couldn't help him resurrect his career. The whole thing was an utmost disaster to where we didn't think he had anything left in the tank when he got here. The fact that you have a quarterback like C.J. Stroud has made Robert Woods look like he still has something left in the tank for his career because he's putting the ball where it needs to be put. Woods is going into traffic, isn't afraid to go in and get it. But the fact is, when he needs to go get it, the ball's where it needs to be. He's making plays. And now he looks like he can be a guy that can be a very serviceable receiver in an NFL offense. And right now he's doing it for you. 713-780-ESPN. Text line, a lot of it's calling us crazy. Some people are on our side. 713-780-3776. The HRP listener line. Plus there's some other stuff, really good stuff that you see on film from the Texans, especially on the offensive side as well. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you a little bit more about Doc Linville. Doc Linville, you hear the commercials running. You hear John Granato interviewing him. We had dinner with him a, a week or two ago. And it was just fantastic to kind of get into his mind and understand how he just wants to make a difference. He wants guys to know, look, he's done the procedure himself. The, 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 the procedure is the neograft. And if you don't know what it is, it's actually getting your own hair back. And, and simply put, you're, genetically, he told, he told us multiple times, you're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head. And a lot of people don't realize that. Well, what he's doing is taking some of that hair, putting it where you need it most. Maybe it's your hairline in front. Maybe it's that bald spot on top and back. And you think all you can do is shave your head or try the sprays and the creams and the foams that mask the problem. Nope. Because of the Neograph procedure, you can get your hair back. The bald spots, the thinning spots, uh, they're going to come back and you're going to have stronger, longer hair that is going to stay and grow with you and be with you for the long haul. It was amazing when he walked me through it. Then when I actually went through the procedure and almost immediately I could see the follicles where they needed to be, I could monitor their progress and see them growing and, and actually becoming part of my hairline again and showing that they, they, they go in the same pattern as the rest of the follicles. They're not going to sit there and be crazy and do their own thing. It's all fantastic, and it's all for you, too. All you got to do is go to 975hair.com. You can get all the information, but you can sign up for an appointment right there for a consultation. When you do, you're going to find out because you listen to ESPN 97.5, and that's where you're going to set up the appointment. You get it for free. No obligation, no signing on the dotted line and committing to something down the road. You just go in, ask questions, get answers, and see if the procedure's right for you, too. I could not be happier with mine. I got my hairline back. Granado's happy with his. Everybody that goes raves about the Neograft and the fact that Doc Linville's the best at doing it. Check him out today. Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. Dre's saying uh, Murray, Kyler Murray, could be good if you put in the work. That's the, that's the other thing. Like, you have to be really talented to be successful in the NFL. Really, really talented to be a good player in the NFL. You also have to be really, really like either smart or prepared, especially at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And everything that we know, and look, we're not in those walls, everything that we know is that C.J. Stroud's that dude. Like, C.J. Stroud lives for this. Like, this is all that he is about is being a quarterback at the highest level in the NFL. And I like that attitude. I love I, I love his demeanor. I love his mentality. I love all of it with C.J. Stroud. One of the things that you realize as sports evolves and all the different sports evolve is that you can't succeed on just talent alone except for in very, very rare circumstances when you get a Michael Jordan, when you get guys that are just that guy, that dude that just – 
is generational and maybe longer than that before you see someone like that again. And the way you succeed is, look, I saw Charles never pick up a basketball in the offseason for years and years and, and, and still be one of the best power forwards in NBA history and one of the best in the game. But at the end of his career, you still have to ask your question, if he worked harder, if he went out less, if he did things differently, would he, had, would he have had more success? Then you go now to what the stories have come out and what had to be put in contracts about a guy like Kyler Murray. And you realize you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't want it, if you don't have the desire to go get it by doing the work necessary to prove it day in, day out, and be as prepared as you can be, you're going to fail more times than not. You're going to be Kelvin Cato more than you're going to be Michael Jordan because you just know that God has given you the ability to have all this athleticism and talent. But if you don't fine-tune it and polish it and do the other things necessary, you're probably not going to be anywhere close to what everybody thought you could be, maybe even yourself. When you look at what we're talking about with C.J. Stroud, you're talking about a guy that this is what he, he set out his whole career, his whole life to be. I want to be a quarterback in the NFL. And so he knows that there is a, a book part of this. There is a classroom part of this. There is a film part of this that is as important as everything he does in the practice field, the games, and in the huddles. And because he's got the right coaching staff around him too, they're going to guide him through. There's, I'm sure there's things that he didn't do at Ohio State that he's learning now that he got to the NFL that he has to do and more hours to put in and more things to kind of be prepared for. But he's willing to do the work, and it's paying off in what he does on Sundays. Yeah, I, I don't love the cross-sport comparison in this case because I think that the quarterback position, more than any other position in sports, is about the preparation. Like I think it's much easier to be a power forward in the NBA and just kind of roll the ball out there and go dominate with your athleticism and your skill. Quarterback, I think, is the exact opposite. I think there's many times whenever there's athletic, skillful QBs that never have a chance because they're not willing to put in the work. I don't think you can do it at the quarterback level. Look at Jamarcus you're, Russell. Look at all this stuff. You're right in the fact that it's different with a quarterback, but at the same time, it's one thing to have success in the regular season and get accolades and all-stars and all this other thing. It's about winning championships. And when you're winning championships, when you're in a seven-game series, you're studying film. You're going home on your own time, getting up early, staying up well, it late. It matters, but does it matter as much as the quarterback No, position? I said the quarterback is in a – it's like Mahomes. It's, it, the quarterback position itself in sports is in a league of its own because of how important it is in a team sport. One individual can make a, a massive impact on a team sport. No more, No greater impact than the quarterback. There's no doubt. Um, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. A lot of a lot of the textures right now are what do y'all are crazy or hyperbolic, going nuts on this. Seven five nine three Texans fans are hesitant to crowd and Stroud is the next big thing because we're jaded. We're so used to having great things ripped away from us. Oilers, uh, flashes of promise during Shaw, Foster Johnson era, then the whole franchise all all over again under O'Brien. So now I feel like people are afraid to get their hopes up too soon. I can see that. I can totally understand that from a city that's jaded with their football. Uh, crankshaft and Hitchcock says Stroud's getting all sorts of love on NFL.com. I've seen it too. Uh, Eight six nine three. His quick release helps him stay healthy too. Behind a strong, uh, a second string offensive line, not a strong offensive line, a second stringo line. Quick release. I yeah, love it. Quick Three release steps is to throw great, the ball. But it's one thing to have a quick release, but not be able to throw it where you need to throw it. The fact that he can accurately quick release throws to exactly where and know which guys are going to be where in his progressions so that he can quickly unload it, put it in the right spot, and know that he's going to get positive yards out of what might otherwise be a disastrous play. It's why people are this excited. I totally get it from a Houstonian standpoint, too, of you're gun-shy. 
you've been through so much and, and, and you've gotten so much bad out of when you got too excited too quickly that you're hesitant. But be positive and be the same way you're excited to see him play every week. Start to realize that that enthusiasm, that excitement, that's the kind of thing that can build with each of these games that you see and each of these performances you're going to get. He's going to fall down a few times, but feel confident that when he gets up, he'll learn from it and be better the next time he gets through it. 7419, uh, sitting here listening in Guam, but wasn't uh, Branham ranting two weeks ago about Stroud below 20 and saying his quarterback play was poor? Oh, that was points, I think. Uh, no, that was the, where they rank in the NFL qu- oh, most quarterbacks. Okay. okay, appreciate you listening in Guam. That's pretty That's cool. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, if you're serving in the military, we really appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if you are. But um, I think people took me out of context there. Like, I was stacking up C.J. Stroud relative to every quarterback in the NFL in Week 1. And C.J. Stroud didn't have many winning plays in Week 1. Like, did he hold his head above water for a rookie quarterback playing in his first ever NFL game? Yes. When you throw the rookie caveat into that conversation, it was sensational in Week 1. When you stack him up against every other quarterback in the NFL in Week 1, he wasn't quite ready to win. But he's taken huge strides since Week Week one to where he's at now in terms of anticipation, in terms of not being happy footed with the football, in terms of getting his team in and out of the huddle, in terms of having this offense in sync, uh, and then just the throws. The, like reads. the throws are there too. The reads, pre snap, post snap yep. decisions have been incredible. 713 780 3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Drew, you're in the hive. What's up, Drew? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm big on Stroud. I think people need to recognize again, he's a rookie. And each week he's gotten better. That's that's the job of a rookie quarterback. Of course, we have some outliers. The people are good right away, but for the most part, dudes are not good as rookies. And, and each week he's gotten better. And to your other point, uh, everybody's not going to be good. That's just the nature of sports. He's shown that he wants to be good and put in the work. Uh, that's not in sports life. Everybody, some people get a contract and, and that's it. That's all they want. He's shown that he wants to be great and going to be a great quarterback. So. I'm 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 invested in him, uh, uh, and I believe that he has the mindset that each week I'm trying to get better. You can see after the win, there's things that we still need to work on uh, in order to make us have a clean a cleaner game. And so uh, let's, let's let's wrap our rules around CJ and be grateful that we have a second chance at maybe a franchise quarterback. And I hang up the list. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call, Drew. Look, I, I think that's the thing too when we're talking about this. We hear all the time about guys coming up from high school on or grade school on, and this is all that they've ever wanted to do. This is all that they've ever planned on doing. And it doesn't work out or it doesn't work out to the level that you would like it to or you dreamed about. The fact that you've got a guy, and for everything that we've said, that you when you believe that in this scenario it might work out, it's the polish off the field too. It's the ability to stomach the, 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 the mishaps and, and shoulder the blame. It's ability to deflect the compliments and give it to the, the to his teammates. It's the way he handles himself in a press conference, the way he handles himself when you hear about other guys talk about him from the huddle to the practice field to the meeting room, that you really truly believe this is all he's ever wanted to do and he's been preparing himself to do. And now that he's there, he's not resting on his laurels and going, I made it, I'm good. Yeah. He wants to be better. I don't, like, the press conference stuff is, like, that's cool. Like, to me, it's gravy. And you can be fooled on press conferences. Everybody liked Deshaun Watson for, like, what he did at the podium. To me, it's more about the mentality of, like, wanting to be a great quarterback. We're like, yeah, I'm good, but I want to be way better. Uh, so that's stuff that, like, I, I hope he's not fooling us with, and I, I don't think that he is. Uh, Dusty and Mont Bellevue, like y'all mentioned earlier, not enough talk about how Stroud is setting records with a receiving core that was considered worst in the league coming into the season. Look. 
we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. We said if they're not the worst, they're they're only better than Carolina. This offensive line allowed 11 sacks through two weeks. So he's setting records with a receiving core we didn't think was good relative to the NFL and an offensive line that, quite frankly, was dreadful in the first two weeks. And Stroud played a part in that. There was times where Stroud was holding the ball too long. He was spinning into sacks, things like that. Uh, 7165, those who are not excited about CJ need to rewatch the games last year where we were using two career backups simultaneously in games to equal one starting quarterback. They were nowhere near equal to one starting quarterback, but I get the point. Look, it goes back to, sorry, Joe, but it goes back to to the fact that at this point, this fan base was looking to grasp onto anything that was positive for all that they would they were forced to endure over the last several years. Now it's not only positive, but the hope is not just for, hey, the kid might be good, but this might be the guy for the foreseeable future, and you can build around him and be in one of those situations where until you have to pay him his second contract, things could get really good for the Texans in the next several years. You know, it's funny because I think, like, the spurned lover is, like, the way, like, Texans fans feel right now, like the one texter was saying. Like, they just feel like they keep getting screwed over. You had Watson, you had Schaub, you had these moments where it felt like everything was going to be great, and that's why some people think these takes are crazy from us right now. But, like, would anyone say after three weeks last year that Micah Parsons wasn't one of the best defensive players in the NFL already? Or two years ago, mm-hmm. that Sauce Gardner mm-hmm. wasn't an impact player right away? That Derek Stingley Jr. and Kenyon Green weren't busts right away? Mm-hmm. Like It's like C.J. Stroud is dominating the game right now. He's playing great football. I think he's played really good for three weeks. He's gotten better each time. Like He's everything you want in a franchise quarterback. And I get, I get why people don't want to buy in right away. But, like, I'm in. Yeah, he looks amazing. Like, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, the eye test. Like, I think you have to rely on your eyes a lot of times. And some people don't want to stand, you know, on the hill after three games. Like, oh, I think he's going to be a top-ten quarterback. Because if you're wrong, everybody's going to point at you. But I firmly believe that's going to be the case. And I think that what he did in week three, like, he played at a top-ten level last week. Like, already, three games into his rookie year. Against a team that was in the playoffs last year. They, I know it's a weak division. But they won the AFC South a year ago. 713-780-3776. Cash it or trash it? What are your hot takes? What are your overreactions that you want us to cash or trash? We have ours as well. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Allstate Windows and Siding. They are the best in the business. And if you don't know or you haven't thought about how you could make your house more valuable, more energy efficient, Maybe less work and more of the attributes that make the house attractive, but also beneficial with you as your biggest investment. It's your home. If you put siding on your house, there's no more painting. There's no more staining. There's no more exterior repairs to your home all the time because the siding is a protective shield. It blocks out the weather. It keeps the the energy inside the house. Whether you want to keep the air conditioning in in the summer or you want to keep the heat in in the wintertime, it's because of the fact that you have great siding and great windows, and that's why Allstate is so important, because they do both under one roof. Siding of today is more durable, and it can endure all the wind and the weather in hurricane season in Houston. And it's energy efficient as it keeps your electric bills down as you go season to season. We know this, and so therefore, they make sure they bring it to you. And they bring it to you with deals, too. 12 months interest-free, saving $2,000 off a siding job is part of the deal. $150 off on double-pane windows with a minimum of 10 It's family-owned and operated for over four generations. They ain't going anywhere, and they're focused on helping Houstonians on a daily basis. Give them a call if you're thinking about anything from siding 
to new and, and, and better windows on your house and what they can do for you. 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936. But he never fought Cassius Clay. It's Cashem or Trashem with the Killer Bees. This is your hot take. Hmm. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. It is true. Ali never fought Clay. All right, why don't you lead us off here, Blankers? Cashem or Trashem? What do you got? Joe can verify this. This is ironic because it came up before the show when I was contemplating which way I would go with this. And since we just had the discussion, C.J. Stroud will be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL this year. At Jeremy Branham. I just tweeted it moments ago. And I like Joe, minds. did I not say this before the show? <laughs> yeah, we did. We talked yeah. about this right before the show started. Oh, great minds, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm cashing it. As you would know, I'm yeah. going to cash. Look. I'm bullish on the guy. I am. I'm in love with C.J. Stroud, and I don't care who hears it. I love C.J. Stroud as a quarterback in the NFL. The big thing, too, is is I don't think they're going to be playing from ahead every game, but the schedule is conducive to them doing what they want, and I think they're figuring out themselves that passing is the way that they're going to go more so than how they wanted to emphasize the run. But the fact is is that no matter what, there aren't that many great quarterbacks in the NFL like people think. A lot of them are in his conference in the AFC, but I think it's definitely in the realm of possibilities. I think he's going to teeter right on it and probably be probably miss the top 10 this year, so I'm going to trash it for this year, but I think it's realistic down the, down the road. I'm going to cash this cash one. Uh, one thing I've realized is the just even more so than we did our rankings during the offseason, there's not a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. No. And a lot of these guys who are wishy-washy, and I think we like, we're like, oh, maybe they're top 10. I think we were putting them in the wrong direction. It's like more like they're closer to the 20 range. Like these guys are not good. C.J. Stroud will be in the top 10. Caleb Williams will be in the top 10 the year after that. Like The, the quarterback play in the NFL is just it's gross. I think you're being good. a little harsh. I don't think, I think so. you're being like, a little harsh. Like Kirk Cousins has been pretty good this year. He hasn't Baker ain't great. His stat, Baker's, but Baker's one of the bottom five quarterbacks. I was about to say, I'm NFL. just starting from the bottom. Now we're oh, here. Okay. I'm just going. Baker ain't <laughs> great. Fields ain't great. Uh, you know, Trash. you could go. You know, obviously the Jet situation with Rodgers out of the mix. Nothing Trash. there's great. Dobbs. Mac Jones ain't great. Dobbs. I Trash. think Mac's the better one of the guys that you mentioned there. I know, but yeah. it's still not great. Not great. This no. is the guy we're talking about that might be. A, remember when we talked before the draft? Hey, you don't just need to get a really good quarterback anymore. And if you're in the AFC with the landscape of how many good, good, good really good to great quarterbacks there are in the AFC, you got to be a top ten caliber quarterback. He has a chance to be that. Uh, yeah, I'm cashing this. I'm cashing this. Uh, Brevin Jordan has better hands than Dalton Schultz. Cash it or trash it? I'm trashing that. Uh, I, I just think Dalton Schultz's resume is still way stronger, and he's been there and done that longer and better. It's nice to say that you got a big body tight end that can, you know, do some things or at least show some signs, but I, I don't think that he's in the neighborhood or the zip code of Dalton Schultz. I don't like this one. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trash it. Trash. They're not drawing up tight end screens for Dalton Schultz. You see Dalton, you see Dalton? He's not a big boy. Dalton Schultz isn't. He's big. Isn't he bigger than Brevin Jordan? I don't think so. Okay, let's see something here real quick. Dalton Schultz. He's not a blocking tight end. They don't want him blocking. I think he's better running routes and, and acting more like a wide receiver. I think Brevin Jordan, they would they would put in a lot of situations to block and hit people. Dalton Schultz is 6'5", 244 pounds. Brevin Jordan is 6'3", 245 well, they don't look they don't look that way in pads. I think Schultz looks humongous. I don't. He's incredibly tall and he also stinks at catching footballs. He he's me. had multiple jobs. I think he, he looks lean. Easy though. touchdown. I think he, he's taller. Cuz okay. they weigh about the same, but he's got 3 inches on him. I would believe that I would 
put Brevin Jordan in a blocking situation, I believe he could hold his block. I don't think Dalton Schultz should even be. He's almost next to Tank Dell. I don't want him blocking much because I don't think he can do it. Dalton Schultz has already dropped two passes this year. He dropped six. Or he dropped yeah six last year. Four the year before that. Four before the year before that. Dalton Schultz has brick hands. Brevin, any tight end in football has better hands than brick hands Schultz. It's probably fair. It's pretty tough. He's not. He's not good at catching the football. Yeah, like that- I've been very disappointed with Dalton Schultz. He's Brock, been good please, catching the football in Dallas. I just told you the drops. He had six drops last hey, year. But I'm just saying, of the two guys, that's why I said his resume is better catching the football. Yeah, but I don't care about resumes. I care about who has better hands. I think Brevin Jordan card. has better hands. Yes, back of the Thanks, football Baggy. card. Like Dalton Schultz, I, I sense frustration with Dalton Schultz, too, because he turned down some money, right? Like a significant contract with Dallas, mm-hmm. and he had to settle on, what is it, seven million, nine million, one-year Nine, deal with I the think. Cowboys or the Texans. He's paying. He's playing for a contract right now. I can see him being very tense and playing with that pressure on his back. And maybe that's led to some I mean, of his he's, drops. He's but the headed, dude's got brick hands. Well, he's like he's headed towards the vet minimum right now. He, yeah, like, he, like instead he's going to be a German tight end. Yeah, instead of going for a big contract, he, he's playing for $3 million next right year. Right now, he bet on himself, and he's losing, he's losing a ton. Brevin yeah. Jordan it looks like a better receiving option than Dalton Schultz. I thought Brevin Jordan was going to be cut. That's depressing to say. I think he did, too. He talked about it this weekend after the game. Like, he was fighting for a spot on the 53-man roster, and he's, now he's giving out the worst takes in sports. Dalton Schultz is dropping touchdown passes in the end zone, and Brevin Jordan's getting tight end screens drawn up for him. All right. One thrown behind? The, the touchdown was thrown behind him. No, it wasn't. It was towards the sideline out of bounds. Was it the one where he – who was the one that caught Brevin the one? Brevin Jordan. Good hands, Brevin Jordan caught the I'm touchdown pass. Easy. I'm not saying he doesn't have – but I'm saying he's the to one who his caught credit, the touchdown. yeah, he made a hell of a catch yeah, on a ball that one. was behind it. I'm sick as Dalton Schultz, as you can tell. All right, what you got, Joe George? All right. Let's uh, talk about bad football. It's it's like right on your right on your sleeve there, Jeremy. It says Big 12. <laughs> it's not good. Colorado's going to win the Big 12 next year. I know they got smoked this weekend. Shador Sanders is going to go back to college. He is. Dion's already made that pretty clear. Like, he's going to come back, which I cannot believe that he is going to stop his son from going to the NFL. He's going to make more money at Colorado. He That's very possible. He's, well, isn't he driving like a Lamborghini already? I mean, look, <laughs> he's going to make more money He's rolling in Colorado. it. Uh, the hype is out of control. Mel Kuyper had him going fifth in his first mock draft, which is just, like, absurd to me. Because I like Shador. I don't think he's there yet. I think he, he's a first-rounder. I think he's a first-rounder, first rounder, first but not rounder. that high. But Colorado wins the Big 12 next year in their first year. Yeah, I'm trashing that. Oh, Trash. Are you contractually obligated to trash? Let's, let's see how Colorado looks against Utah later this year. Utah's top ten in the country. I think I think him and Travis Hunter, they'll be there next year, and then they're gonna get more players. That's the biggest thing to me. I think Dion was a lion. I forgot about Utah. There see, you go. I, I don't I can't think keep track of the new conference. Plus the Cougars are gonna rally next year and win it all. I, I just think that he wasn't lying when he said they better catch us now because we're gonna get better. This whole marketing train that has gone with and Dion train that's gone with the fact that he's turned this program to the point he has in one season, it's going to get better and better. I mean, whether he stays there or not, wherever he goes, his teams are going to be they're going to end up being top 10 caliber teams. I don't think he's going to jump ship either. I think he's going to be pretty loyal to Colorado. For how long? A few years. Years. I think there's going to be a bigger school with a ton more money that throws a, a contract at him, like a Jimbo-type contract or something eventually, and he just can't turn it down. Hmm. What's the, what an interesting school to Yeah, mention. I'm saying. Huh. I, I you think, think that uh, You think College Station's ready for primetime? Yep. 
I don't know that Prime wants to go to College Station, but I think if the money's right, he would. I don't know why he wouldn't. Like, it's got everything you want. It's got the recruiting base. It's got the money. It's got the facilities. It's just not a big city. in the. It's in the middle of nowhere. I know. And he's, and he's Boulder's in, not really near it. Yeah, but either, Boulder's beautiful. beautiful. You know, what do you have against College Station? It's not great. There's, I mean, they the, Boulder has the Rockies. College Station has the Brazos. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. not the same. That, have you seen the condos one. on the Brazos? It's pretty much like the Rockies. It's pretty much like the Colorado River. There's you not much of a difference. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Gig them. Uh, Brandon T., cash your trash. CJ Stroud the Texans beat the Steelers on Sunday. Cash money. You're going for it, huh? Hell yeah. Three-point dogs. Expectations have changed. Yeah. Texans are going to beat the Steelers? Yes. Hmm. Najee Harris looks like he runs in mud, and they still give him the ball. Yeah, yeah but do you realize that better. they gotta they gotta keep Watt and that defense off of CJ, and that line still ain't gonna be healthy. And Kenny Two Gloves is not good. I don't trust Ke- uh, Kenny Pickett. 17-14 Texans win. They pull off the upset. I don't think back to back wins for the first time yeah. in this I don't millennium. See it. I don't. Think I'd love Pittsburgh's it, but gonna, I don't see it. This is more of a Pittsburgh thing than the Texans thing. I'm, so I'm cash. I'm not huge on the Steelers. I'll cash it. Like I'm being optimistic today. I'm, I'm hopeful, it. but I ain't cashing that one. Key from L.A. Cash or trash? The Eagles, 49ers, and Cowboys all get knocked out the playoffs. Trash that. All right. I mean, trash. does that mean they all don't win the Super Bowl? Like that's technically what that yeah, means. There's only one team the that Eagles doesn't get knocked 40, out of the playoffs. Yeah, so I will cash that. Because I think that the Super Bowl champion comes from the AFC. What was the question again? Do the Eagles, 49ers, and Cowboys all get knocked out of the playoffs? I think he means they all get eliminated from the playoffs. Like, that means that I read that well, as that means one that of those three the teams NFC doesn't, doesn't win the Super Bowl, Bowl right? Trash. If that's the way you read it, that the NFC doesn't win the Super Bowl, I agree with that. I'll trash but, it. Or, or the field of the NFC. But yeah, yeah mostly, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll trash it. I'm going to trash that, too. I think the Super Bowl champion from the AFC. Without question. I do think that this has, is the NFC representative, but I would eliminate the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it, we, you talked about it the other day. It was between the Eagles and the 49ers, and everybody's playing for third. I think it's going to be the 49ers still. I mean, I know I'm, I'm locked in preseason prediction, but the 49ers, I, I just, they're, they're special, man. So are the like, Eagles, though, the Eagles though, are loaded, too. I, 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 lean, I lean Philly right now. Jalen Carter is the best defensive rookie in the NFL. I Cash can't it believe trash it. Cash. Cash it as well. <laughs> He's also got the best supporting cast, so he can do whatever he wants. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis in the interior of a defensive line is unfair. They're going to eat people. It's a cheat code. Yeah, and then like the Jalen Carter stuff is crazy. Like I can't believe teams passed on him. Well, I I can. I can believe teams just, passed yeah, the on a guy field that was watched to his friends away. die I know, in a car wreck you got, and he was drag racing. I can totally believe you it. Got, you got facilities getting arrested, and they're like, we, or facilities getting raided, and you're like, we can't take Jalen Carter. Come on. I mean, is he, he's a bad teammate. One might be a bad person. Seems like a good teammate. I mean, he watched his teammates suffer in pain. Fair. Drove away. I guess not Fair. a great teammate. It's not. It's the epitome of a terrible teammate. True. Shouldn't laugh at that either, Joe. Not laughing. All right. 713-780-3776. It's the, it's the news that's captivating the NFL world. The latest on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It's the Killer Bees on ESP. It's Community Bank Studios. Here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Did you hear the latest on uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? He's Blank. I'm Branham. The, uh, apparently, they re- re- rented out and reserved. Let me pull up the exact tweet here. A restaurant... After Sunday's game, Travis Kelsey, this is according to Pop Crave, Travis Kelsey rented out a restaurant for Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs for a private party following the team's win on Sunday night. That's according to ET. Uh, So now you know it's getting serious. The two were very affectionate with one another, but kept things fun and lighthearted. 
Latest Yay. update on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yay. Better Swift combo and Kelsey. Did you see his jerseys DeAndre up? DeAndre Swift and Jason yeah, Kelsey. It's not your best work here, Joe. Why? I'm not feeling it. DeAndre Swift is killing it. I'm not feeling it. He's got 230 rushing yards the last two weeks. What are you saying, Blinker? His jersey sales up 400%, 400%. in the last couple of days. This is amazing how Taylor Swift is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. Taylor Swift is responsible for the popularity of Travis Kelsey. Had Travis sev- Kelsey wouldn't be popular if it wasn't for Taylor Swift. Because he already had DirecTV and several other endorsement deals and everything sports. lined up and was a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, pop culture is way bigger than sports. Taylor Swift is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. He, she's helping him out. Like, it's a charity case almost, what Taylor Swift is doing for Travis Kelsey. I had no idea you were this big of a Swifty. You don't think that she's helping him out? 400% no. jersey sales? Like, he sure, wouldn't have that done helps. that without... I mean, he should thank Taylor Swift for doing that. He was He's pretty good Travis on his Kills. He wasn't 400% yeah, good. But she makes him a lot bigger. A ton bigger. Okay. I, I mean, they had... the 24.3 million people watched the game, the Bears and the Chiefs game this weekend. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. You they had in, to watch. They were number one in females that dog from of 12 a game. to 49. Taylor Swift... Is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. Big time. Putting Travis Kelsey on the map. She's really helping him out. Okay, putting him on the map is a ridiculous statement. Helping him out to make more money? Sure. 400% jersey sales? He's got endorsement deals all over the place. How come his jersey sales weren't through the roof? They were good. They're not because you've got a cult following for a pop idol. Okay, great. But that doesn't mean he was chopped liver and didn't have anything going for him before he met her. No one said he's chopped liver. Yeah, I mean, but he like, was, she's he was, putting yeah. him on the map. Put him on the map. She, he's been she on the did. map. He's the first battle hall of fame. She, he's on put your him map. On the map. She put, like, Travis Kelsey was on the sports map. I give you that. I'll concede that. But Travis Kelsey, because of Taylor Swift, is now going to be a pop icon. But he's Fact. hosted Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night he, Live he, is that big? Is that big internationally? But it's still that's a pop thing. That's a popularity thing. That's something that you don't get if no matter how good you are at sports, if you don't have personality and you're not recognized for it. So the whole thing to me is just it's annoying how big it's gotten. But if you guys ride the Swifty train, so what? You can't ignore four hundred percent jersey sell increase. Though. No one's ignoring it, but right. you're saying you she put him on the map, and I disagree. Maybe maybe Travis Kelsey was like College Station, but now because of Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey's Houston. That's how much he has blown up, courtesy of Taylor Swift. Okay, I disagree. I, I mean, like, okay, like let's use we'll use Twitter as an example. Yeah, Travis Kelsey has nine hundred sixty-eight thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, it's okay. Taylor Swift has not over nine million. Can, I can't believe trying, Taylor Swift's even dating Travis Kelsey. Like, she's not. He's not even in her league. I'm not trying to downplay her popularity and following. But I'm trying to stick I'm up sorry, for the fact 95 that the dude. Million. Yeah, I was going to say that seemed wow. light, but the dude was doing just fine on his own before they started hanging out. He's, Listen, he's to, big in the sports bubble. He's not. He's he is irrelevant to 95 percent of the world. And now, because of Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey is now going to be relevant to 100 percent of the world. Yep. Where he was getting, he was getting a fraction of it. He was getting five percent of this 100 percent pie. Now he's getting it all because Taylor Swift is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. Look at Junior Broncos here. My girlfriend already bought a Travis Kelsey jersey. Would they be doing that if if she he wasn't dating casually? Um, Taylor Swift? No, absolutely not. Taylor Swift is helping the stardom of Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey before Taylor Swift was a very dim star that you could see at night. Now he's like the sun because of Taylor Swift. It's unbelievable what she has done for his career.
Jerry wants to get in. 713-780. He wants to talk Travis Kelsey and the Texans. No one's interested about Travis Kelsey and the Texans. We're interested about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and how Taylor Swift is handing out dimes to make Travis Kelsey's jersey sales go through the roof. Do we ever care what Travis Kelsey was doing out of the uh, out of the locker room, walking to like his car after the game? No. You know what changed that? Walking side by side with Taylor Swift. Like Travis Kelsey should be giving Taylor Swift about fifty percent of his royalties on his uh, on his jersey sales. Well, I'm sure he's sharing a lot with at uh, least. Yeah. All right. So this is a TikTok trend that has been going on on Twitter, where wives have been talking to their husbands, and they have this thing that I just played the wife, you just played the husband, where their husband will come home and they will just downplay Travis Kelsey. They'll downplay like Travis Kelsey was a nobody, like Travis Kelsey was a, a talk show radio host in Houston, and these husbands are getting mad about it. Here was one yesterday on TikTok of a a wife who went viral just, and, and the dude was like in the service too. I felt bad about this dude, but this dude gets aggravated beyond belief because his wife is telling him that uh, Travis Kelsey's a nobody without Taylor Swift. His career didn't explode when he was winning Super Bowls before. Did he win Super Bowls? Oh, God. Stop. Stop. What? I didn't know his name until Taylor Swift was with him, so he's going to have like a really good fan base now. Oh, Kelly, stop. (laughs) No, don't say that. Say what? All of that. From the moment I walked through here until now. Don't ever repeat that again. (laughs) Oh, no, Kelly. Don't say that. He got really – he sounded a little bit like you. Cool. (laughs) I just – I'm annoyed by the fact that people get so dialed into this that the NFL is also bought in. I get the NFL is going to capitalize on the marketing part of it, but the fact that everybody, Rappaport, everybody tweeting about it. and Was it Rappaport that wanted (laughs) – who says no? He tweeted, who says no? A, a full three and a half hour camera on Taylor Swift at the football game? If that's what you're watching? Oh, man. oh my God. I just got all the I just got all the listeners too. <laughs> the listeners are mad at me. My wife I full confession, my wife got me last night. My wife I went to I got home last night, go into the room, and my wife's like, Who's Travis Kelsey? And I was like, what? Like what? And she's like, yeah, this Travis Kelsey guy that's dating Taylor Swift. Like, what, she's really helping his career. What was he doing before? And I was like, well, he's like the best tight end in all of football, dear. Well, I'd never heard of him. Blah 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 blah. She got me good. Oh really? Yeah, she got me good. Well played. My wife, my wife pulled a fast one on me. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's let's sneak Jerry in here. Uh, Jerry, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up, Jerry? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, I already hate. Chiefs fan because of like Mahomes' wife and Mahomes' brother. Now that you got to add Taylor Swift <laughs> to this equation, like this, this is that. Also, again, she's not putting Travis Travis Kelsey on the map. Like this is not a Kim Kardashian, uh, Chris Humphreys type of situation. Great like <laughs> Travis Great already ball. Travis already has his name. All right, Travis already has his name. In. And other than that, uh, God, I mean they 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 knew what they were doing. They it's brought a- it's a troll. It's a it's a troll. It's a troll that wives are trolling their husbands saying Travis Kelsey was no big deal before Taylor Swift and all of these husbands are buying into it, look like and singer, just like he did. He's not just he's, like he did. He's not the best player on the Chiefs. It's true. He's, he's not the most popular Kelsey brother. Mm. I, think, oh, I disagree with that. No, I think more no, I disagree nope. with that too. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, where like, do you where do you draft Jason Kelsey in your fantasy football draft? You don't? Where do you draft Travis Kelsey? In the first round? How many endorsements does does Jason Kelsey have nationally? Well, people don't like Travis Kelsey's endorsements. So, 
Why don't they like them? Because they promote shots that people don't support. Shots? Yeah. Oh, that's one of them. He what? also does direct TV. I don't know. What, does, what is this? He, he what is this shot got, thing? While drunk. you get your flu shot, you should get your... Oh, um, yeah, he I got, thought you meant like drinking shots. No, people, like he was going uh, drunk. People like Clay Travis, loser. But oh. Clay Travis, like bus drove him this weekend because he's... See, I ignore I around. ignore that stuff. Like I, I That I stuff is so it far from my my like view that I just don't pay attention to any of it. Any political stuff. Either side of the aisle. Do not care. I just ignore it completely. I, I live in my little sports bubble. And I've never heard of Taylor Swift. I do like Jason a lot more. I Jason listen to their podcast, and like Jason's very funny. Like he is, he tells great stories. The Chiefs have gotten annoying with all the like. I don't. I, His, I think that some of the Pat I mean, Mahomes Jackson wife Mahomes. stuff. That's, the the, that's the, Pat, the Pat Mahomes wife stuff is kind of like annoying because it's like, hey, she's just he's friendly, she's nice. Oh but then the brother stuff, like he's too much. I cringe at the fact that I was going to ask the question, where is Jackson Mahomes? Because well, he was up for yeah, some serious charges. Well, like, what well, the funniest tweet about it was like Jackson Mahomes is probably trying to crawl into that suite this weekend. To get a Probably true. If, I, if he's Kelsey. free, is he free? I thought it was him for a second. I thought I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was In him the for a second. To the right when she chest bumped. Yeah. I, I thought the same I thing. I thought it was either Jackson Mahomes or Dennis Rodman. I could not tell. Do we have any idea who I, it was? I saw a bunch of say, is that Dennis yeah, Rodman? I, couldn't I don't tell. think it was. And, I couldn't tell. And the wife thing, I, she's she's over the top. I, she's she, she's, she's spraying fans with booze and getting mad I mean, at they wanted it. opposing fans. And she, I, she was fine on the quarterback. Like I feel like she gets a bad rap. I didn't see it. Uh, she was fine on the quarterback. I, I, I do think she gets a bad rap from the whole thing. 713-780-3776. Did you, did you fall for it? Did you fall for the, uh, the viral TikTok that we just did? All right, what would be worse for the Astros? Making the playoffs is a wild card and getting bounced or not making it at all fun conversation it's the killer bees on espn 97.5 and espn 92.5